Hey, it is Pod Sothoth, a Lovecraft book club. I'm your host, Todd Beardsley, and here with me is my delightful co-host, Claire Reynolds. Say hi, Claire. Hi. Yeah. And we're back, and we're here to talk about Lovecraft, and specifically, the book by Lovecraft, which was first published in 1938 in Leaves. And the dog is nearby and very much wants to be part of this. <laughs> We're trying some new... I love the book! <laughs> My make, favorite one! Don't make the noise. You're going you're gonna to excite the dog. The book... So, first off, the title. Go lay down. <laughs> Go lay down. <laughs> getting rid of the dog. <laughs> so, the title uh, is inaccurate. <laughs> so not the bu- a book. No, no. It is it is most properly titled as Untitled Fragment. Uh, this was never intended for publishing. Uh, it was published, as I mentioned before, in 1938, which is a year after Lovecraft's death. So it was published posthumously uh, in Leaves. From the grave. From beyond the grave, yes. Uh, and it came up, actually, on um, The Shadow Over Usenet, which is a very old... 1998 <laughs> discussion list uh, on alt horror Cthulhu. I was say 1888. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so that was that, that is one offered. Brown University in their digital repository has a copy of this, and they call it uh, "My memories are very confused," which is the first which line. Is the first line. <laughs> And so I like that but, actually a lot more. Both of these are very much like, uh, I don't know, what are we going to call it? It's a, it's a book. Why it sound like Mario and Luigi, I don't know. But, I but it ended up being called The Book um, in, in Leaves. It was, it was the editor of Leaves who, who titled it that. It got carried forward uh, in, in an anthology in, in 1982, I think. Not looking at it right now, uh, but it was in Dagon and Other Macabre Tales, which was from Arkham House in Wisconsin. Uh, they published they published it under that title, and that title kind of stuck. So, anyway, we're talking about the book. It's very short, and it's very short because we're out of practice. Das book. Das book. <laughs> very good. So, Claire, what is your uh, what's your impression of the book? Well, or my memories. I did not know until after I read it that it was just a fragment mm-hmm. of something that he had written and not completed. <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait, what?" When mm-hmm. I got to the end, so that explained a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. It was, you know, just a few paragraphs, but it was. Why? Why was I going to say it's cute? I don't. That sounds just bizarre. <laughs> like, why would I say that? I don't know. I liked it because I it made me want more. It left me wanting more. Yeah, I think I think it I think it hits like a lot of Lovecraftian uh, themes. Uh, mainly, there's a terrible book that you read that makes you crazy. <laughs> um, specifically, I like the amnesia part of it. Uh, so this comes up a lot in in Lovecraft based role playing games and card games and the thing and things like that right where like suddenly you're hit with amnesia and this character definitely has that mm-hmm. he ends up like he says real early on it's like i think i had a family but and there were servants around but i don't really oh, remember any oh, of that oh no it's that was one of my favorite parts where he's like i think i had a family <laughs> 
but I do remember I had a shit ton of servants. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely I was privileged. Very wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> but his memories are very confused. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So the story goes: uh, the the unnamed narrator. Uh, which is a way that you could pronounce that word. Yeah, I don't. What, would you? <laughs> I Why don't would know. you? Narrator. Oh, I thought there was a reason you no, did it. <laughs> no, there's no reason. An unnamed Mr. N. Narrator. N. Narrator. He finds this crazy book and he tries to buy it, but the guy just laughs at him and then he leaves. Uh, he he. Yeah, so he steals the book. He steals the yeah. book. It turns out there is a crime this after is what all. What happens when you shoplift, kids? <laughs> And he uh, he reads it and and does some crazy stuff. So um, he he says actually uh, in there he 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 talks about the the unseal lettering of the of the Latin. And is that how you pronounce it? That is how you pronounce it because okay. I had to look it up. Okay, I looked up the <laughs> definition. I didn't look up the pronunciation. I I went to several robots to tell me how to pronounce <laughs> it, and they all pronounce it as unseal. Really? Yeah. Okay, not like uniseal or unis- something? No, 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 no. So it's unseal. Unseal or unseal. And okay. so it is a particular kind of writing um, that you do mostly in Latin and sometimes Greek. Uh, it is from the, um, it's like 4th to 8th century fashion, <laughs> I guess. Um, rage. Yeah, and so like the best example I could find actually is on the Wikipedia page for Unseal Script, uh, and it is, and I'm going to turn this to to Claire, uh, which you can't see, dear listener, uh, but it is the Book of Kells is written in in an Unseal Latin, so it's all capitals. There's very few word breaks when you're doing it, so it is, I guess, on you to figure out when words stop and start. <laughs> Um, but if you've ever seen like an imprint of the book of Kells, like that is what unseal is. So anyway, today I learned, um, and yeah. And so, so he reads this unseal Latin. Um, it's, it's interesting to me that it's in Latin. And by the way, we don't know what the book is. I think, I think the easy guess is like, oh, he found the Necronomicon because Lovecraft can't shut up about the Necronomicon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there are other books turns out in the world (laughs) and he, he cast some spells in it. It was the joy of sex. (laughs) Yes. That is another book (laughs) that exists. He was like, I can't put this down. (laughs) But there was this formula, a sort of list of things to say and do, which was a little bit of a weird aside. I could not figure out why does he continue to read this book? Nothing that he's describing sounds Mm -hmm. pleasant. None of it is. It sounds incredibly unpleasant, but he continues to read the book. It's like, I want to know why, but that's just who I am. I mean, I'm somebody who does not like unpleasant things. Yeah, it's pretty unpleasant. Uh, <laughs> he reads this book, and he, it turns out that this book is both a gateway and a key to other things, which also I liked a lot because it's very much in in the flavor of Lovecraft style role playing games and card games and all that, like where you're constantly dealing with open gates, mm-hmm. and this is how they happen. Like some doofus reads a book that he found on a pile and. <laughs> Stole. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Army of Darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pacho! Barata! Necktie! 
nectar. And and yeah, so except he, this takes place over the course of like days, weeks. I don't know. He just it's unknown. And actually, the 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 narrator doesn't know because he There's exists. No he exists both in the past, present, and future mm-hmm. by by the end air quotes end of the story. Is he Doctor Strange? He's not Doctor Strange. This is not part of the Marvel universe. Is he Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> if anything, Cthulhu is part of the DC universe because in uh, the New Justice League they do fight Cthulhu, and Solomon Grundy dies. Get Grundy's soul for him. Rest. I'll finish what you started. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's a shame because I feel like they could have a lot more fun with Cthulhu and the current iteration of the Marvel Universe. Nope, nope. All locked up in DC, as far as I can tell. They're going to get that that Cthulhu license. So towards the end, uh, he does does say that, I remember the night I made the five concentric circles of fire on the floor, which, you know, OSHA needs needs a call for that. Yeah, I remember that too. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, He stood in the innermost one chanting that monstrous litany uh, the messenger from Tartary had bought. Looked it up. And exactly, right? Me too. So what is Tartary? Let's take a trip on the Lovecraft uh, tour guide. <laughs> on the spice... Wait, what was that called? The sp- Not the spice trail? The spice path? No. Where do people go on the spice when they went to get spices? No, you can get it. The, the spice avenue? The Silk Road? Oh, shit. There's no spices involved in this? <laughs> No, it's called the Silk Road. Yeah, but they wanted and, spices. That's but but mainly it was spices. <laughs> it was spi- spice adjacent. Spice yes. Avenue. <laughs> spice, spice Girl Road. <laughs> spice Avenue, Silk Road, whatever. Um, yeah, so Tartary uh, was out of favor when Lovecraft used this term in uh, the, we're going to say 1930s. It's actually a little unclear when this was, this was written. It was published in 1938, but it was written certainly several years before then. Um, but it was definitely out of favor. Tartary was basically non-China Asia, as far as I can tell. So it it has uh, Mongolia. It looks like Mongolia. Yeah, it's mainly Mongolia. Um, but it's like, <laughs> it was basically like Europeans were saying like, oh, well, I don't know, Tartary, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's anywhere that's not China that we haven't already... <laughs> you know, fucked around with. So, um, and, and it was, it was unclear to me, like, actually, well, who is the messenger from Tartary? Because the thing is written in Latin. It's very clear. And so it seems unlikely that someone from, well, no, from I, Mongolia would write something in Latin. Um, but maybe it's the, the shopkeeper that laughed at him when he sold it or didn't sell it to him. Well, okay. No, here, no, here's what, and maybe I had this wrong. I thought he then started talking about different books that he was reading because he had that book and then he got a different one. See, and then I, I thought he got to, to be the true. totally different book that the messenger from Tartary brought. Right. No, you would think, but then um, the this fragment, this technically untitled fragment is called the book, not the books. Right. But okay. All right. <laughs> yes. But he didn't name it. He did not. He did not name it. But still I read more in hidden, forgotten books and scrolls to which my new vision led me. 
and push through fresh gateways of space and being and life patterns toward the core of the unknown cosmos. Mm-hmm. I remember the night I made the five concentric circles of fire on the floor and stood in the innermost one chanting that monstrous litany the messenger from Tartary had brought. So who's the messenger? To me, that's, he's digging up more books, more crazy shit. Like that first book was like, Got him into it, and then he's like, it let I him see. down to another, to more, to more. I see. Like, Song of Ice and Fire, or whatever. <laughs> the Philosopher's Stone. Yes, Harry Potter. <laughs> he was like, I need the next one. What's going to happen? Perhaps. Perhaps there are perhaps. more books right, perhaps, involved perhaps. in the book. Yeah. I'm. He didn't name no, it. No, he didn't. Book. He didn't name it. And and they're talking about more books. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I've No, no, no I'm it's very fine. pushy about when I think I'm right. It, it no, and and there there's um there's precedent for that, I'm right? right. <laughs> because uh most people, uh ST Joshi in particular, uh are very careful to when they're describing Lovecraft works use they try to stick to only the words that Lovecraft use, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but this title is not Lovecraft's title because it was never really an, even intended for publishing. Yeah. So, so to call it the book when it's really not even about the book, but about the guy, um, right. and and his or her, I guess I don't know. Uh, you <laughs> journey could have a story called the book mm-hmm. that also discusses other books. Could like, you? I don't know, Gone with the Wind isn't at One all wind. about the wind. Yes. <laughs> there's several winds. There, there's I can't think of any winds, really. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I was just going to, the next book that popped in my head was Animal Farm. And I'm like, no, wait, that actually wasn't about an Animal <laughs> that Farm. That was One Farm, yeah. <laughs> Several animals, one farm. <laughs> so I would be remiss if I did not mention that um, the beginning of this, and really even the whole the whole thing, uh, is very reminiscent from the Fungi of Yogath, which is a thirty six uh, set of sonnets about the fungi from Yogath that that Lovecraft had written in nineteen twenty nine, and allow me. Claire, to read you the first sonnet. It's okay. It's only 14 lines. Yeah. Are you ready? No, I'm fine. This is about mushrooms. It is. It's about mushrooms from Yogath, which is actually Pluto. So Okay. So basically he got super high. Nope. Nope. Okay. (laughs) Nope. The mushrooms are big and they take your brain and they put them in jars. Um, Oh, the mushrooms (laughs) eat the people. Yes. In in Soviet Yogath. Soviet Yogath. Mushrooms (laughs) eat people. Here is uh, sonnet number one entitled... The book. The place was dark and dusty and half lost in tangles of old alleys near the quays, reeking of strange things brought in. God damn it. It is keys, isn't it? (laughs) All right. The keys. Don't edit that out. (laughs) I'm not. They want to hear me. No, this is all an experiment, by the way, of like direct, pretty much unedited. Uh, Anyway. Uh, speaking of the keys, reeking of strange things brought in from the seas and with queer curls of fog that west winds tossed, small lodgings panes obscured by smoke and frost just shooed the books in piles like twisted trees, rotting from floor to roof, congeries of crumbling elder lore at little cost. 
I entered, charmed, and from a cobwebbed heap took up the nearest tome and thumbed it through, trembling at curious words that seemed to keep some secret monstrous, if one only knew. Then, looking for some cellar in old craft, I could find nothing but a voice that laughed. So that's basically the story. Yeah. 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 So, so the story goes, according to the internet and Joshi and everyone else is that this was an attempt to recast fungi of Yogoth into prose, but an aborted attempt basically. Okay. And there is an alternate theory also from the shadow over Usenet yes. uh, that says that this may have been written before fungi from Yogoth that it like started off as prose. And then he thought, Oh, this would be something I can do sonnets in because sonnets have a very specific format. They're 14 lines. They're an ambic pentameter, as you no doubt noticed. I did not. <laughs> and um, Fungi from Yogoth actually has a beginning, a middle, and end, sort of. It kind of kind of um, wanders around. But um, but yeah, so like there is there is a notion that maybe this came before. Uh, no one really knows. Um, Joshi's assertion that this was written afterwards is based on a letter that he had written, that Lovecraft had written to uh, Clark Ashton Smith that said, hey, I've been trying to do this thing with some old stuff, but it's really not working out and I destroyed most of it. So that, and that's, that's the basis of, of putting this in 1933 rather than 1928 or 29 or something. So anyway, it's interesting to me that this is um, a totally unplaceable in history and time. <laughs> I, I have it's two, thematic. Yes. I have two <laughs> thoughts on this, which really aren't about what we're talking about. So go on. I'll bring that, that, no, that's okay. it. That's what I okay. got. No. So number one, it's that, and this is the first time, well, ultimately it comes back to, this is the first time where I ever felt any kind of like connection, I guess, with Lovecraft, like a connection with him, because mm -hmm. even in a freaky horror thing, the way he's describing an old bookstore, like I heard it and I was like, oh, well, the first thing that I thought was, oh, oh, that's our garage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Great formless heaps of books on the windowless inner rooms. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. Or no, <laughs> on the floor and in crude bins. Yep. You know, add in a bunch of old, like, <laughs> also electronic 90s CDs and <laughs> PS2 connectors yes, and, and whatever. Several <laughs> old game consoles. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it made me think of like how much I love going into town, like strange towns I've never been to and finding a used bookstore. And I don't know, it just gave me the whole thing. And then that made me think of how we learned that there was the Japanese term for like when you go into an old bookstore and it makes you want to poop. <laughs> the sudden urge to take a shit after entering a bookstore is known as the Mariko Aoki phenomenon. Here we are, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it is. I was like, I'm not alone. It's Because <laughs> that's how I feel about that. I, I mean, that's not why I love 
used bookstores, uh-huh. but I get that. And I thought I was alone until the internet yeah. and I Googled it and I was like, there's <laughs> other people have this, you know, it was supposed to be a horror thing, but what I got it from it was that he had an affection for this kind of bookstore. Sure. sure. But we all, you know, I mean, we interpret things through our own lenses. Well, uh, that's what I got. Um, it's pretty short <laughs> and that's on purpose cause we haven't been at this for a while. I'm not going to linger on our several months of absence because in the whole, I don't know what you're talking in about. In the fullness of time, no one My will My memories notice. are very confused. <laughs> yes. As are mine. <laughs> I feel like I'm in both the past and the future. <laughs> And it's one of those like, oh, it's the pandemic. I'm going to get so much done, mm-hmm. done, done, done. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just scrolling through several months of uh, email here and I don't yeah. see anything jumping out at me. But that's probably my fault because I get a lot of spam now. Because yeah. when you publish a podcast and put your email address on oh. the podcast, you tend to get on everyone's spam. good to be back. Yeah, it is Hello, good to be back. Sean Patrick. Yes. I missed you. Yes. Hopefully, Sean Patrick and others, we will see you in Providence, Rhode Island uh, in August of 2022. It'll be so exciting. It will be exciting. So we are expected, both Claire and I, uh, to, to attend, participate in, subvert, <laughs> I, <laughs> recruit <I'm>... <laughs> at... <laughs> Uh, Necronomicon in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, that is in August, August something, middle of August, I want to say. Uh, it's after DEF CON, which is a thing that I also I have to go to. But, it's after uh, my birthday. It's after your birthday. So, <laughs> so you'll be properly decanted. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Another year older. And yeah, it should be super fun. So we'll be there. Um I mean, we have to design t-shirts or something, I feel like, just to like press upon people to... <laughs> come say hi. Yeah, come say hi. We'll we'll figure it out, but... I, Todd wanted to host a pool party where everybody has to wear like 1920s bathing suits. Yes. With like the stripes and stuff. It would be amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. So know, the Omni... So we'll be, we'll be at the Omni and at and around the Omni, and they have a indoor pool on the 14th floor or something, which is... It is very Art Deco there. It is amazing. And so it feels like the perfect place to have a Roaring Twenties pool party. Uh, and you should go to it and dress appropriately. We'll just party like it's the 1920s. <laughs> we'll party like it's... The 2020s. <laughs> 20. Nope. <laughs> no. Not like the 2020s. No, after that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 2020s have been kind of a bummer, but uh, the 1920s are roaring. <laughs> so we'll do that. Party like it's 100 years ago. Um, yeah. So we'll be there. Hopefully you will too. And uh, if you can't, please write to us. Uh, at what is our email address? I don't even remember. Was it hideous at podsothoth.com? I think it is. Um, because that was the most used adjective in all of Lovecraft's writing was hideous. Oh, uh, so hideous. Okay. Or just tweet us uh, at podsothoth on Twitter. Uh, and we're not on Facebook. So fuck I you, am, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Nope. Nope. Nobody's on Facebook. I'm a middle aged woman. Yes, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> And that's it. So thank you so much uh, for sticking around and listening to us. And we'll be back later. I don't want to 
go out on a limb and say next week, but probably in the next. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but probably in the next two or three weeks, we'll we'll have another episode. And let me know if you hate this format of this whole double drop of story immediately followed by commentary um, or not. Whatever. Anyway, thank Where you for you listening. Hate? God, I don't know why I'm talking this often. I I have to stop, and we're just gonna cue the music in, and we're gonna fade out. And... You're the cutest. Thank you. Ever. Well, you're a very cute wife. <laughs>